This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone. The top numbers on the Stanley Cup. McCarty up over the line. McCarty got by his man. He scores! What a play there McCarty made. Now we got a fight. Got it. Oh, and who's he involved with? Looks like that's John Gruden. That's the first time I've ever seen Fedek in a fight. Ten seconds away from successfully defending the Stanley Cup. The Detroit Red Wings. Their bench up. Osgood with his arms up over his head coming out. The Detroit Red Wings have won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. Shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at that old school mask. And that's something. He's a brave man. Hey, that catch it down. He's in. Six scores. Kalima. Coaster Probert, though, that's the main one here. These are good friends. You rarely ever see Coaster and Probert go at it. Most of the former Red Wings. And welcome to episode 16, episode Konstantinov of the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Podcast. Joining me today will be Art Regner, and he's back, the world traveler, Edward Dario Mio. Eddie, I'm here. I'm here. You are here. Now, the last time I saw you, you were pretty upset with me from a standpoint of... We which, had... which time? <laughs> I'm always upset with you. <laughs> the uh, the Coaster event, where you know, which was a fantastic event this year. You know, we really had a fight through the rain. We were able to get the main celebrity game in, as well as one of the sponsor games. Um, and then poor Eddie, as I was doing the player introductions, I inadvertently left you out. And this is my first public apology and that I, was I did. Pouting. That. I went right back to the VIP lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to coach with Joey because because of the cancellation of the second game, we had way too many guys, and uh, Joey and I were going to coach. And uh, I'm on the field getting ready to get introduced, and Art, no one introduced me, and it, it's I'm very hurt. The elder I statement. would be too. I would be too. And I'm the elder oh, thanks, state, statesman too. <laughs> thanks, sir. But, you know, and the way that it worked is there were so many people on the field uh, before we got ready with that celebrity game that for the first time ever as I was doing celebrity introductions, I could not see who the celebrities were. So I was going off a piece of cardboard that I had scribbled, and all I saw was Mia was out for the game. So I thought that Mia was out all the way. So, unfortunately, <laughs> Eddie's standing there. Right, waiting to be introduced, and I don't find out about it till after the game when Eddie says, "You know what? Never again." He was just kidding, of course, but I felt bad. I couldn't get out of bed for like a month. That's don't why. Don't we worry. Had I was show. well. I was well known there, so no problem. So Eddie, as we catch up, though, yes. you know, you you've been yes. out, and we've been very fortunate to have Art sitting in. But we see you on Facebook and Twitter at Eddie Mio, and you're traveling the world. You're in private jets. What are you up to? I've never used Facebook as much as I have in the last two weeks. There's probably a reason for that, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it got me into a lot of trouble. I keep forgetting there's too many people that are going to see it. And uh, no, it's uh, – I guess that's what Facebook's all about is letting people know what, what you're doing and all that. That's what they tell me. So uh, I was pretty excited. I'm, I'm back in the agent business. So, you know, I, I, I'm – I need to let people know. No, I don't need to lo- let people know, but it just so happened that that start of that week, my partner, Daniel Milstein, we were going to Philadelphia, and we had seven people that were going to the game, uh, one being the family of one of our uh, clients. And uh, 
So Dan, I said, Dan, we're going to go. I'm going to book my flight with uh, me and uh, uh, a guy that works for me, Matt uh, Romaninsky. So Daniel just said, well, hold off. We got six guys going, so I'll work on a private jet. And I, I thought he was kidding, right? So calls me up and says, okay, don't book that ticket. Uh, Ypsilanti, Willow Run Airport, uh, 3 o'clock. We get there, and there was this Lear 35, you know. So so you've been in Philadelphia, you've been in Canada, uh, you've been over in Europe. Traverse City. Uh, Traverse City was not much of a scouting trip. It was more to play in the management game, the charity game out there that uh, the Red Wings uh, coaching staff, management staff, uh, training staff, everybody gets together, and a few of us alumni guys. I think. Now, did you back up Blaschel, or did Blaschel back you? Well, he's the head coach. I was backing him up. Whatever he wanted, I was backing him up. He was. Uh, I could tell. The first, the strategy of it was, Jeff said he didn't want to play much, and I said, "Well, neither do I." And he goes, he goes, well, well that's, that, that's reassuring. Yeah. So we go, I says, five, 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 and five, right? He goes, yeah, that's great. So then he says, well, okay. So he comes off at the first five. I go in. I come off at the next five, and he finished the game. So I could tell he kind of wanted yeah, to play. Kind of so enjoyed being in he there. He enjoyed being in there again, and he was having so much fun, and he played well. So then in the second half, I took about seven minutes and, and let him play, you know, so. And so you also did World Cup of Hockey. World Cup of Hockey. Ended up with my uh, good buddy, Wayne. And, um, yeah, that was fun to watch. You know, the game wasn't as exciting as people thought. Well, actually, people thought they were going to blow out Europe, right? And uh, turned completely different. What was Gretzky's capacity there? Well, he's just been named the uh, NHL ambassador. So Gretz was doing other things with his sponsors, you know, the guys he works for that are endorsement stuff and all that. He was also releasing a new book and uh, meeting with Batman, and that's when they gave him that title of NHL ambassador. So it's asking a question out of school, um, but I think people are – they're well-versed in the problems that Gretz had with the NHL, with everything that fell out of Phoenix. Has that been all patched up? I think it has. I mean, uh, a year after it all happened, I think Wayne was a little, you know, taken aback that he was treated that way. But, uh, you know, Wayne doesn't hold grudges. And uh, the NH- hockey is his passion. And, and this is what the new book's going to be about, his views on past, present, and the future of hockey. And it's actually talking about, you know, his experiences. Uh, but he tries to involve all the guys he played with, experiences with him. I know in, in one scenario, everybody thinks he all, he didn't get along with Mike Keenan. Might have been true in St. Louis. But in the book, he gives uh, Mike kudos for if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won the Canada Cup in, I, I don't know which year it was, but it was when Keenan was. So it's his views on... Just the, the the state of the game, where it's going, where it was, what it is now, and it's actually a pretty good read. Well, speaking of that, we had talked about that on Monday at the golf outing about Gretzky's book, and you had the great Esposito story about his book, which, well, I might come back around on that. I read but, Espo's book. It needed an editor, I think. There's a lot of typos and... Yeah, well, if we get a, if we got enough time, I'll yeah, tell you the whole. I, story. I plan on yeah, it's, <laughs> right, it's right. a great story. And with that, I'm welcoming Art Regner back in. Art, we're just talking about Gretzky and his book. Um, anything I saw something in the yeah, uh, the uh, Twitterverse, uh, as Woji calls it. Well, this was kind of a five hour, uh, five hour, five. I wish it were a five hour. It was a five month odyssey. Uh, an Aussie Odyssey. An Aussie Odyssey, yeah, yeah. Osteotomy, that's what Stevie had, right? Uh, anyway, uh, Chris Osgood, Kevin Allen, who's going to join us at the bottom of the hour, the Hockey Hall of Fame writer from USA Today, uh, he uh, said, hey, Chris Osgood, Triumph wants him to write a book and such and such. You know, if anybody's going to write a book on Ozzy, it should be you. And so I contacted Chris. He was all for it. And we had the contract, and, you know, we had to negotiate a, a little bit more of a deal, a more advanced, you know, to just, you know, Eddie, you're well aware of it, contract negotiations, you know, it's never, 
you agree to it and then you really agree to it. So it took a couple of months to get to what, you know, what, what kind of money we wanted and, and, and release dates and all that. And Ozzy just wouldn't sign it. He just wouldn't sign it. I mean, you know, I, I, I talked to Newman about it. <laughs> I said, listen, I mean, we love the guy. I love him like a brother, but man. And he kept saying he wants to do it. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. So last week, finally, we met at a, uh, at an establishment in Plymouth. In Plymouth. Um, <laughs> I think I smell Stanley Cuffs affiliated with that establishment. Right. And so I walk in, and, you know, he's sitting at the uh, at the bar, and we had a deadline. They finally try and finally put a hard deadline on it. said, listen, if you don't have this all done by October 3rd, we're going to move on. So I sit there, and we start talking about everything under the sun except the book. But I have... The folder and two pens, and I'm ready to go. And I finally say, uh, Chris, you know, what are we – because I, I call him Chris almost all the time. And, and, and I said, Chris, what are we going to do about this? What, 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 you know, are, are we going to write this or not? It's up to you. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I just don't know I have the time because he really loves – and, Eddie, you might know this already. I'm sure you do too, Newman, is that he loves this Saginaw spirit thing. Yeah. He is totally engrossed into this team and is always talking about players. He's on the phone. He goes, well, I have the time. And I said, and I said, look, I'm right. You know, I'm going to write it. I mean, yeah, you can have the time. I explained the procedure, how I think, you know, that we should do it. And, you know, I, I say to him, I go, so Chris, are we going to do this or what? Because I'm expecting him to say, look, I just don't have the time, you know, between Fox Sports Detroit, Saginaw, my kids. You know, Max is doing this. You know, my daughters are playing this. Uh, you know, Jenna's got her thing going. You know, going, I think he's going to say no. So I look at him and I go, I go, so what are we going to do, Chris? Are, are we signing this or not? You know? And he goes, I guess I can swear, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, can. I sure. mean, he goes, fuck's all sake, our fucking give me the thing, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> so he signs the deal. I sign it. And I start laughing because, unfortunately, because he goes to British Columbia and, you know, he's busy and he's got this going and he's always, you know, the whole Saginaw thing was coming down. We were never in the same room all summer long. If I could, I, you know what, I probably just should have gone to his house one time. But, you know, I, you know for his respect, because he always had something going on, something, I could have had the book written by now from when we originally agreed with Triumph to write it. So, yeah, we're writing Chris Osgood's book. It'll be out in October of 2018. Um, I think he has a really interesting take. Uh, I have, they don't know it yet, but I, you know, I asked him, who would you like to write the foreword or an introduction? And I think there's just two people, uh, obviously Ken Holland, who's known him since he was 14 years old. And also uh, Chris Draper, who pretty much right. took care of that yeah. group of Red Wings. You know, I, I, th- I think Stevie said to him, you know, this is me just speculating. You know, I got my hands full with Sergey. You got to take care mm-hmm. of the, you know, Marty and Ozzy and Malpy and Darren. You know, that, well, those are your guys. Well, at least guys. you knew where all of those guys were going to be after the game. Right, right. Because that post exactly bar right. downtown, because they all lived right across the street. Also, so Drapes had... Maybe a little bit of difficulty, not as much as like when they put Probert and Kleeman together. Who was watching who on that one? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and so yeah, so we're writing it. I mean, I'm really That's happy. a whole year so. to discuss that one. It, it, it's you know, Eddie, I wanted to ask you something real quickly yep. because we saw that the Red Wings are putting the number nine patch on for Gordy this year, and uh, the number nine behind the behind the uh, the nets at Joe mm-hmm. Louis Arena. There was talk, and I don't know because up at the World Cup of Hockey. If this Putting was my a, number? Well, yeah, retiring your number <laughs> as, as an example of uh, maybe what not what not, to do. What not to do. Yeah, right. You know, but, uh, but, with that but I said, can write a good book. No, I, I, I want to write your book. You know that. Uh, anyway, my, my point being is this, is that there was speculation when Gordy passed, and Gary Bettman alluded to it, said that the National Hockey League would do something. There was speculation that maybe number nine would be retired by every NHL club. Did you get any indication of what the NHL is going to do considering the season no. starts on October 12th? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't, uh, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It's a great idea. They did it for Wayne. Uh, if they ask Wayne about it, they'll probably say automatic. The only problem they might have is Bobby Orr. Okay, uh, not being a problem, but Bobby might want to say, well, why aren't you retiring mine too? Um, 
I don't think that would happen. Well, I guess you could say, well, Bobby, when you die, we yeah, will. Well, but Gretz is Gretz. Gretz is ninety nine. Was retired. Well, right, but yeah. but you know Wayne's a standalone. Let's be I know. honest. You know, I understand. You know that. It, you, I mean, but, but I I think it's a great idea right. to, get, to get back to it. I don't think anybody's ever going to have a problem with it. I mean, let's face it. He's been called the greatest hockey player ever, and I've got just, a question. Right? It, can I finish? Yes, sir. <laughs> Now I lost my train of stop. That, that's why no. he interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone, you know, everyone has been saying, even Wayne, even though a lot of people won't admit it, you know, that maybe Gordy isn't, it's either Wayne or Bobby or whatever. Uh, the thing is, the man is an icon. And what he did after the game of hockey, what he did for his sons, how he left Detroit just for his sons, you know, the organization that is not playing. But, yeah, the, the man's an icon, so it should be done. I don't think anybody, any player anywhere in the league right now is going to have a problem with You know, I also had heard, and I, and I want to run it by, you know, you and, and our audience out there, that the Las Vegas team is supposed to, re, you know, release their color scheme and their logo and their name. And I heard that their, that their colors are going to be because uh, – their their owner and I forget his name and I do know it. Bill Foley. Bill Foley is a graduate of the U.S. Uh, of the Army. He's into the oh. Army the, uh, of West Point, the Academy. So they're going to be called the. Uh, their colors are going to be black and gold, which are Army's colors, and their name because he wants knights in it, and he wanted to call them the Black Knights, and of course Army is called the Black Knights of the Hudson because it's West Point's right off the Hudson, you know Hudson River, I guess it is. Uh, anyway. Uh, but they're going to be called the Las Vegas Desert Knights. I'm not thrilled with that name. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the rumor going around. Do you around. think it'll be just like Anaheim when they went from the Mighty Ducks down to just the Ducks, where after a few years it'll be the Las Vegas Knights? Well, right. Yeah, I mean, a desert. I'm trying to figure out what a desert knight is, and, if, I think yeah. gonna, and I think if they're not Darren a good team. Banks. Well, I, I think if they're not a good team, if they're not a good team, People will start calling them the dessert knights or dessert something, knights. you know. <laughs> but, uh, but but with the way the expansion rules are, and Eddie, you could probably address this. I think Las Vegas is going to have a pretty good team. Are you kidding me? Uh, absolutely. Like, if they're going to have Jimmy Howard, Jimmy Howard's going to be their starting, starting goalie. goalie. Yeah, uh, I don't think ben, so. Ben Bishop's going to get traded by Tampa at, at, uh, because uh, yeah, but Vasilevsky is is their goalie. Is there? I was going to say Ben Bishop is going to be the goalie in Las. You know, I thought that too, but I'm thinking what Stevie might do is I think before the expansion draft, they'll trade his rights to a team or trade his rights at the trade deadline, and that team that grabs Ben Bishop is going to sign him to a long-term deal and protect him for for the expansion. But it all depends. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy will not be protected. We know that, but. Point is, is even if Ben Bishop gets traded, and he goes to somewhere where there's another excellent goaltender there, okay, Las Ve- the point I'm making is Las Vegas is going to get a good goaltender. Well, well I agree, but I, you know, and I, I see what you know. I've gone through, you know me, Eddie. I got through this in my head too. But I'm thinking that if you already have a good goaltender in place, and the expansion draft's coming up, and you can only protect one, why trade for Ben Bishop? And that's my. That's another good point, right? But if you trade for Ben Bishop, you're trading to protect him. I would think in the expansion draft. Well, you have to, right? I mean, you'd be stupid. Well, and then it all depends on what you're giving up too. But it, yeah, it, it, I don't think Stevie's going to give Ben Bishop up for nothing, right? But I think he will give him up. By the way, that goaltender is one of our clients. Who? Vasilevsky. Uh, v- Vasilevsky. You know. You know. You know how they got him, right? They drafted him in the first round, 19th overall pick, uh, which was the pick they got from the Red Wings for Kyle Quincy. (laughs) He's just joined us with, uh, we just hired the guy that is his agent. So he's he's part of us. Hey, you're, so. This thing is growing. This uh, this this. We're we're doing all right. We're only six months into it. Yeah, you guys are kicking some tail. Well, Dan Dan, Dan represented Pavel. Oh yeah, we for know. A while. Okay, so everybody is well, well aware, aware of, that. of that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe too well aware. <laughs> you can't you, you you can't bet that Pavel's not helping. So I mean, especially in Russia. May I ask you a question about this World Cup? I, I saw Steve Levy 
at the uh, – uh, Steve Levy's a wild guy. <laughs> at, at, he called the Michigan-Wisconsin game, and I was at that game in the press box. I went up to him. I said, Steve, I don't think you remember me. And he goes, I, you know, you look familiar, but I do know you because you have. I had my press pass on, which has my name. And I said, yeah, I used to hang out with you and Barry at, at Andrews, you know, Tommy's place yeah, down yeah, there, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, he says, oh, yeah, yeah. I go, look, I just want to let you know that you, I thought you guys did an excellent job. I thought Hall and Chelios in the studio was a fantastic was pairing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that – but, you know, once Team USA pulled the shoot – I said, you guys had a really tough job, and he started to laugh. He goes, "Pull the shoot is a good is, is is a good job," and I and I said, you know, don't get me wrong, but aren't because Team USA was such an abysmal failure that you're going to have to go to the Olympics now. Yeah, you're going to have to go because you promote the game. And and John Shannon tweeted out something, you know, Canada, Europe, you know, watch on t- TSN and then the French Canadian Network, which I don't know. And then I responded to his tweet and on ESP, <laughs> ESPN2 for the several Americans that care. And then he tweeted back, good point. Good point. And I'm thinking, it sounds bad, and I don't want to sound like an ugly American, but if Team USA does not do well in these international tournaments and you do these to promote the game in the United States, then the World Cup, any way you look at it, in my mind, was especially with ESPN getting behind it and showing every game and every game live was really a disappointment and a failure, except to those of us that like you, me, and Newman and the city and Jessica that you know yeah. that love hockey. But and to make your point, but and then the we city of Toronto loved it. Well, well my except, point was except they were all into the Blue yeah, Jays. I yeah. heard at that point. No, no, that was full. Of, but <laughs> what Art said about uh, Levy and Melrose doing a good job, all except five minutes. In five minutes, Melrose was ripping on me. Oh, I did. Oh, so, no, that was great. I know. That it was, was fun, But it, here's what happened. So in Toronto, Wayne's agent, Ira uh, Strathberg from IMG in Chicago, says, hey, uh, we're representing uh, Levy and Melrose now. And so I, I says, get those suckers over here. So we text them, and they came over, right? So you got Levy, Melrose, and I go, Bubba, now listen. Weren't we good friends when we played in Detroit? He says, I know where you're getting at. Eddie, it was all in good fun. I said, no, you, I'm laughing. You made me a star. And Steve Levy's a good friend. So I says, but did you have to say the part about we were so worried about Eddie making a save? <laughs> With that, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick um, probably five-minute break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Hockey Hall of Fame member Kevin Allen from USA Today. Years, you've been hearing me talk about the benefits of laser therapy at Pain-Free Life Centers of Michigan. But don't take my word for it. I brought a guest in to talk to you today, former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosma. So Dave, talk about your experience at Pain-Free Life Centers. Everybody knew my karate kick from 35 years ago. I've had a lot of knee pains. I came to you. Jeff, after a few treatments, made it feel better and stronger. And then I come back for another therapy. Dave, how long did it take for you to notice a difference in your pain level? The first day, the comfort level, the warmness, flexibility in my knee, it it gives you a positive attitude. Um, Emotionally, I felt better because I'm a golfer. I like to work out. It let me do these things. And the most important thing, I felt less pain. So Dave, what would you tell the listeners to do to try to avoid the drugs, the injections, and the surgeries? If you're suffering from pain, try pain-free life centers because it helped me. Call 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com. I'm Thad Zott with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Dad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24-7, 365. Get there. Did you know your company has an image problem? Seriously, right now, as customers are visiting your website, chances are your organization needs to look much better than it does. Standing out from the competition is important. Looking professional is critical. First impressions are everything. As a leader, no one knows this better than you do. You know you must look your very best. 
Well, the solution is United Photo Works. United Photo Works is a Detroit-based photography agency with the talent, experience, equipment, and knowledge to make your organization's visual image shine. From photos of your building's interior to its exterior, from capturing your corporate events to capturing those corporate headshots, the pros at UPW are here to make sure that you and your company look fantastic. Visit us at www.unitedphotoworks.com today and receive 20% off your next session. Remember, that's unitedphotoworks.com. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period, where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind, but they grab the puck and go bursting up and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees, they travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside, it's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Third period, last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And we're back on the line right now with us is a Hockey Hall of Fame member and USA Today sports hockey analyst, Kevin Allen. Kevin, thank you for joining us again. Always a pleasure. Well, Kevin, I, I want to start off first. I know that it, it seemed like you were, uh, um, you know, what I, you know, what Eddie has told me, what many Mer- Americans might do if Donald Trump is elected president, move to Canada. It seemed no, no, that- no, no, no. I'm staying here if he's elected. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed that you were uh, uh, that you were in Toronto forever covering the World Cup of Hockey. And, uh, I, you know, I know you and I have talked about it before. Was it a success or is any international tournament measured by how successful it is based on how successful in this country, how successful US, uh, the Team USA is, Team USA is out of it early, then the interest just wanes. Well, I mean, I, I think all of those statements are true. Uh, I think in the, you know, from the NHL perspective, from the American perspective, you know, what happened with Team USA, um, you know, put a dark cloud on the, on the World Cup of Hockey. You know, in Canada, um, you know, and I was in Toronto for, 16 days. I mean, it was still a pretty big event, and most of the the hockey fans that did watch it, you know, have told me that they thought it was, you know, a good show. There were a lot of good games, and the 23 and under concept worked pretty good, and Team Europe kind of surprised some folks. So, you know, I, I think it's sort of a mixed bag. Like, if uh, for, a, for, for the first time out since 2004, you know, it was probably okay in terms of uh, financial success and you know, getting everybody used to the idea that we're going to play this tournament on a regular basis now. But, you know, not having USA perform well probably um, mean it fell short of expectations from sort of selling the game in America. Well, Kevin, the, the, the scuttlebutt, obviously, and it's easy to criticize this with the, you know, they go zero and three uh, in the preliminary round, Team USA, that is, is that they picked the wrong players and they had the wrong coach. Do you believe that? Well, I believe that they could have 
picked a team that I liked better. Uh, I know that's uh, that's for sure. Like I would have had Phil Kessel on that team, and I think you can certainly make a strong case, at least I can, that um, Justin Falk should have been on the team, and uh, you know Tyler Johnson. You know Red Wing fans can testify to this. You know he's incredible in playoff games. He he just takes his game to a higher level. So if we view the World Cup as um, you know, a big important game. Well, yeah, I think you'd want Tyler Johnson there with his speed and everything he does. So I would say that uh, the picking of the coach was based on the fact that Dean Lombardi, the general manager of Team USA, and his staff they included Brian Burke and Paul Holmgren, who were known for liking, uh, much like uh, Dean Lombardi, physical hockey. Like he was probably the right coach for that team. But, you know, the team, in my mind, uh, what's sort of overlooked is I don't think the team was good enough. Um, I think this generation of American players has more depth than any other um, uh, other group of players, any other generation. But what they what they're lacking is the superstar players. If you take the top six or seven or eight players in each country and put them side by side, you know there's no comparison. Once you get beyond Patrick Kane and maybe Joe Pavelski and perhaps Jonathan Quick, like who's the fourth best player in America? Like it's really hard to pin that down. So Austin I think Matthews? that's where they. <laughs> Um, pardon me. I was going to say Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and that's the issue. So I just think ultimately, if you really want to pin down the reason why America folded out, yeah, did all those other factors play a role? The Tortorella decision, the Kessel decision, yes, it played a role. But the overriding factor, in my opinion, is that this group is just lacking in difference makers, and those difference makers, as you just pointed out, Austin Matthews and Eichel are coming. And they'll be here in 2018 if the NHL, and that's still up in the air, sends its players to the Olympics. I think Austin Matthews and Eichel will be the top two centers. There is another theory going around. Because Team USA was such a disaster in the World Cup, it almost is going to force the NHL to go to the Olympics in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think that this is going to be a dollars and cents decision because, you know, what's the, the issue here is all about paying the freight to send players to the Olympics. And in the past, you know, there's been compensation coming from, you know, the IOC in terms of insuring all the contracts, which is an enormous expense. If you think of all the talent that goes to the Olympics, those contracts all have to be guaranteed. No player is going to go over there unless he knows, hey, look, if I suffer a career-ending injury, my contract is is going to be, uh, you know, paid for and guaranteed, and no team is going to want to send you know, there are uh, players over there without that sort of guarantee. So, you know, the cost of that is enormous. And in the past, obviously, there's been uh, subsidization coming from the, uh, you know, the Olympic Committee to, in terms of making sure that, that the NHL doesn't have to pay the whole freight. Many of them have it. Oh, sorry, Kevin, I don't mean to interrupt you because I know we have you for a limited time. Many Red Wing fans were distraught, dismayed, and somewhat disgusted that Dylan Larkin ended up being the odd man out for a lot of Team North American games. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, I really was. I mean, I I don't see him as the uh, you know lowest rung on that U23 and under team. Um, but, you know, obviously uh, Todd McClellan did. Uh, you know, and that was a very talented team, so it was no, no uh, dishonor to be, uh, you know, scratched on that lineup. But with saying all that, I, you know, you're just not going to convince me that he was the uh, you know, the last guy on that roster. Um, so for whatever reason, they decided to, uh, that they liked the other plays better and maybe it had something to do with experience, like they were, you know, utilizing you know, uh, Jack Eichel and uh, Austin Matthews, who had never played an NHL game before. Um, and maybe they just decided they wanted the guys, you know, Couturier and a few of those other guys that had a little more games of NHL experience. But, but Dylan had a great year. That's, uh, hey, Kevin, it's... Jack Eichel was good and all that, but I just—it's a bad decision on Todd's part. It, it, there's no way that kid shouldn't have played. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, from what we've seen of the, the kid, and uh, you know, particularly when you know that uh, you know he's projected to be the the top center for the Red Wings Absolutely. this season. Uh, you know, he's going to have to play an awful lot and be a go-to guy. Like there, the expectations for him this season. Um, are very, very high, and I think everybody knows and accepts that. So, you know, it, it was a little bit surprising, uh, but, you know, that team, as I said, was pretty loaded. So I don't think it was a, a, a simple decision. I'm sure they gave it a lot of thought. 
Kevin, for somebody that's relatively a novice when it comes to the World Cup of Hockey, there's one pointed question, um, and the second is just more because you were in the room. The first is, who actually picks that team for the USA? And the second is, was torts a distraction with the whole anthem shenanigans? Well, the answer to the, the first question is, is that, um, you know, there's always in the last, the several big uh, uh, tournaments, it's been sort of a committee that's put it together. Now, the committee was very small this time around, uh, and it was, as I mentioned, Lombardi, Brian Burke, Paul Holmgren. Uh, you know, Mark Howe was a pro scout. I uh, was one of the scouts that scouted the uh, talent for USA, and there were other players or uh, people involved. But for the most part, it was Lombardi, Burke, uh, and Holmgren, and then, of course, Jim Johansson, who was the liaison. So, it was a much smaller group than we had for the 2014 Olympic Games. And with regard to the, the uh, Tortorella uh, discussion about uh, that he would bench a guy if he didn't stand for the anthem, um, you know, the players were uh, really behind him on that. Like, uh, it, the as a general rule, uh, hockey players are conservative. And um, I did a story where I talked to players in the room about the situation, and that was uh, you know, everyone that I talked to was, you know, solidly behind. Like they, they didn't see that as a problem. And, you know, there was no reaction from the players association on it as well. And I think the reason why they didn't react is they knew that the players in the room were behind that decision. Even Tortorella said that he got several emails and had, uh, and players had come up to him and said they supported him. So, um, I don't think that was really an issue. I think it was a much bigger issue in the media than it was, uh, within the dressing room. Well, you know, that's not unusual with the uh, climate that we have today. And just jumping from that real quick, um, looking at your NHL predictions this year, um, much to the chagrin of a lot of the winged wheelers, you have our our boys not making the playoffs this year. Talk a little bit about that, what went into your decision-making process to write that. Well, I mean, I, I just think that um... – you know, like many people around the league, I, you know, I've just looked at what's happened in the off season, and I've seen, you know, a lot of teams get stronger. And you know, I like some of the moves the Red Wings made. Uh, certainly, the Nielsen signing, I think, uh, you know, could have been even underrated. Like he is a very gifted player, and very versatile, um, does a lot of things really, really well. He's almost like a, a poor man's dad too. And by that, I mean he can play a, an all around role. Like he can kill penalties. He can be a defensive. Um, um, player of importance, uh, you know, he can create offense and do those kind of things. Probably can't do them as dynamically as that's who could, but he can can do all those things. And uh, you know, I I, I do like uh, um, you know some of the uh, uh, other acquisitions uh, that they uh, have had. Uh, the Vanek signing, for instance, I think is a good roll of the dice. But the problem is they didn't address their their main problem, which is they don't have. Um, and above average uh, NHL defense. And, you know, if you look at it, uh, you know, Cronwell, who has just been such a terrific defenseman for him, I think is sort of breaking down. His knees are, are have been giving him trouble now for a couple of seasons, and they just seem to be very mediocre, you know, on defense. And then I, we don't know where Morassic is at. Like, it, you, at the start of last season, we were projecting him to possibly be a top 10 goalie in the NHL. And by the end of the season, we wondered, you know, is he going to be a credible goalie or not? We weren't sure. And, I, and you know, we're not sure now. So with all that's going on there uh, in the Eastern Conference, I just didn't see that they did enough, even though I liked some of the things they did do, uh, to uh, make sure that they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer Kevin Allen from USA Today is with us. Uh, Kevin, I wanted to ask you uh, uh, specifically uh, about the Jacob Truba situation. I know you wrote last week that teams that could use Jacob Truba, and I think your number one team was the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and certainly Truba is from here, played at the University of Michigan. Uh, uh, from you know, Of course, the talk in the Michigan press box at the Wisconsin-Michigan game on Saturday was, Truba wants to come to Detroit. Truba wants to come to Detroit. How likely is that to happen? And do the Red Wings have anybody that Vancouver would want in exchange for Jacob Truba? Well, yeah. I mean, the list of teams who can really use them and the list of teams who can get them are completely different. And uh, the Red Wings are on one list and not the other. And they're on the list that can really use them because he's perfect for what they need. They need a guy who you know, can play in the top pairing, be young, play on the power play. He can do all those things. 
The problem is, is that Winnipeg wants back a comparable player, and they would really prefer a left-hand shot defenseman. Now, I think that's unrealistic because you know if you're in a position to give that up, you're probably not you know looking to add another defenseman unless you're just looking to tra- trade a left shot for a right shot. So you know for the for the uh, Red Wings to make that trade, they'd have to convince uh, the the Jets to to take someone. You know who's of equal value and uh, value up front, and you know probably the guy if the Jets were going to do that they'd want would be Larkin, like, and that would certainly be an overpayment. I mean, I like Trouba, but I don't like him, you know, Larkin worse. So, well, do you um, think yeah, like Danny? I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of course, you know, bandying it about with some Red Wing fans, you know, they're they're all set to ship Danny uh, DeKaiser to Winnipeg, and you know, and, and anybody else not named Larkin. Yeah. Well. You know, I mean, you know, could could you get it done with a DeKaiser and Mantha, you know, you know, well, sure, I mean, maybe, you know, and then you can start. But I'm just saying right now what the Jets really want is, is they want a left-hand shot defenseman who's, you know, of the same caliber uh, that uh, the Trouba is. So, you know, there aren't many players around the league that actually fit that description. That's why I think it will change a little bit. And it'll probably end up being, a, if I had to guess, a package. It'll be, you know, a first-round pick and a really good um, prospect who's either real close to the NHL or has already arrived in the NHL. Do you think the Truba moves soon, or will this be like Jonathan Druin and he, you know, he's he's a he could be a Jet for life? Well, I don't think he'll be a Jet for life. I really think this is going to happen, but I think they're going to let it sit a little bit, um, and I think that's just part of the. The deal. I mean, there's now the Eisenman model for how to deal um, with these situations. And if you look at the way Steve Eisenman handled uh, Drew, and now the, the situations are completely different. Uh, Truba is a restricted free agent, and, and Drew was under contract. But the way he handled that by, you know, not uh, sort of giving in to the player demands and just letting the players sit, and while he took his time deciding what to do, I think now GMs around the league see that as, as the way to do business. That you know, that uh, it sends a message that you don't want it to be convenient for players uh, um, to, you know, request a trade. So I think that's what the Jets are going to do. Now, the only pressure is he has to be signed by December 1st to be eligible to play this season as a restricted free agency. So there will be, you know, a pressure point at some, some time. So, you know, maybe at a few weeks into the season, you know, suddenly the Jets and Truba are going to feel some pressure. And Truba has said that, um, and I think by saying this is what he what he's saying is is look maybe I you know sign a bridge deal or make it easy for someone to sign me on a short term basis. So um, I think that uh, will at least be helpful for if a team wants to sort of bring him in, but you know doesn't want to have to stay in you know five million dollars this season. I think he would accommodate that. Kevin, we're we're running out of time, but I have to ask you very quickly: Do you know what the NHL plans to do to honor Gordy Howe this season? No, I don't know, but I'm sure that they're going to do a, a lot because I think they certainly respect uh, how important he is uh, to the uh, to the game and uh, you know I, I think they're going to do everything they can to, to pay off so. Kevin Allen from USA Today great job as always we really appreciate you taking time out of your day we know you're busy season's about to start and you just got back from being in exile in Canada for so long so uh. <laughs> Kevin don't yeah, don't I, listen I, to him Kevin. Hey, I, Toronto, don't listen to Toronto him. for 16 days sounds pretty darn good it to is me. awesome <laughs> but uh, I, I did I want to say that I did receive two invitations for to move to two Canadians home that Trump was elected that's a true story really, really? <laughs> two, two Canadian Kevin you're hurting me home. Kevin you're hurting right. me All see right. you later guys thank you Kevin really Thanks, appreciate Kevin. it thank you Kevin Allen from USA yeah. today you know I you know, I, you know, I keep telling people, and we've talked about this before, how good are the Red Wings going to be? And I truly believe this because of their defense being right around mediocre. They're only going to be as good as Peter Morazek. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a positive guy, and I think Jeff will do a good job with what he's got for one reason. Everybody's counting him out this year. But you're right. Defense is suspect, Okay. Peter Morazic better be better than what he was the last. Well, he's got to get his head on straight and not believe that he's the God's gift of gold. Exactly, exactly, and you, and you know that because you've been in the dress room. I know that for other reasons, but <laughs> because you're is, a goalie that thinks no, he's God's no, gift I, I, to goaltending. No, quiet. I was. <laughs> no, just kidding. 
the point is, is Peter has to get his head on straight just because you happen to come into the Red Wings and beat out Jimmy Howard, who was the the guy for the next five years, that you really haven't proven anything, okay? You haven't proven anything. Now's the time to prove it. You were ele- uh, you, you, you were selected as a Czech goalie, but you didn't do very well, okay? And, uh, he didn't play well, you very know, he well. He always seems to let in a really, yeah. really bad goal. Yeah. But I mean, he don't also, blame him for that, please. I let in a lot of bad yeah, goals. Yeah, but the, the, you still let in a lot of bad you goals. You never mind. He seems <laughs> to have a weak point between his arm and his body. Uh, he seems to have a lot of pucks go right in between. Uh, but in, he in between. has a new goalie coach this season. Well, then it, let's not get into that. But, but it's still true. <laughs> it pisses me off. I know it pisses you off. He asked for that. He did ask yeah, for that. And Jimmy so Bedard's now, been there for Thirty years, but Jimmy Bedard is—he's over in. Um, is he Windsor's? He was fired. No, no, no. I'm aware of that, but, but, but he's he, got well, a different is he position Windsor? now. Is he Windsor's goaltending Jimmy's coach? Jimmy's also works for our agency. There we go. There we go. But he is in Windsor. Hey, he's, can Newman and I work for you guys? You seem yeah. to be hiring. <laughs> so, with that, doesn't who take doesn't away, work for you guys? <laughs> I uh, listen. I always work for Eddie. So. He makes that quite clear to everybody. Newman, you work for me. You are lying, you know what. I only tell you, you don't know shit. That's what I tell you. Oh, man. So with that, doesn't that take away one of the problems that Peter might have? Now he's got his guy with him, working with him every single day. You know, we didn't have goalie coaches way back then. And Bernie Perrault was pretty good. Uh, Tony Esposito was good. Patrick Roy was good. Um, Gary Cheevers. Jerry Cheevers. I mean, the list goes on. There was no such thing as a goalie coach back then. Okay? In 85-86 season, when Brad took over, he brought Eddie Jockman over. Okay? So Eddie would skate around with me, and he said, Listen, I'm only here. You want to talk to me? Go ahead. If you're having problems, go ahead. But now these goalie coaches are everywhere in that you're you're doing these drills, you're doing these they're not drills. I mean they're you're gonna get those shots in practice. My point is, yeah, do you need a goalie coach? For confidence. Somebody that can talk to another goalie and say, Hey, I'm doing this wrong, you know, that's good. But goalie goalie coach does not make you a better goalie. I mean, I'm gonna tell you that. If it's in there, you got it. You're going to do it. Now, goalie coach can be there as the confidant. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I'm going to do extra drills and it's going to make me better. Practice so, makes me better. Well, so with that, and you guys have alluded to it, but as we wrap up right now, we've got a truncated show this week due to commitments. Um, but as we go into the season right now, Art, do we make the playoffs? Well, I'll say this. I, I think, as I said, only as good as Mrazak is. Maybe Mrazak needs a, more of a sounding board, somebody that he can relate to and talk to. Maybe you know, maybe he and Jimmy, or not Jimmy so much. Although I mean, you know, he and Jimmy have to get some along. But he and Jimmy Bedard, I guess, is what I mean. Maybe th- th- there just wasn't that mental connection or something, which I can see. I will say, I think the most profound statement that was made about the Red Wings was at Exit Day last year when Jeff Blaschel sat sat there when he gave his exit interview in, in, you know, the media room. We're all sitting there, and the first thing he said was, if people really expect us to be good and, and be a great competitive and contend for the Stanley Cup, our young players, and not all of them, but our young players have to improve significantly. Some Two or three guys Absolutely. really have to be great because it's if it doesn't come from within, yeah. then it's not going to happen, and... Yeah, and then they go out and sign Nielsen, Vanek, and Ott, and Red Wing fans are going, well, wait a second, where's the young guy? So well, you, I, I think it's you dicey. Need, I think it's you, dicey. It, it is dicey. I, I'm, I'm, I need to be positive because... I, I want to uh, be yeah. positive, too. And, and I'm going to be positive because I think Jeff is a good coach. The coaching staff's going to make these kids. But you're right. The young kids, that one line I saw, even though Chicago didn't have all their lineup in there, but that's a fast line. Right. That's going to cause problems yeah. to any good NHL lineup. That's a fast line. All right, so now, they Governor are Pence, are they going to make the playoffs? 
He's shaking his head. Just shaking his head. No, no I'm not. Yes. <laughs> no, yes, no. they no, are. They I, are. I think they find a way somehow, somehow, they by the skin of their teeth. It's not that this team has not been in this position before at the end of the year, just you know, fighting to make a playoff spot. So they've been there, and they've done it. Uh, until they, you know, this is going to sound really but homework, here's, here's but until they don't do it, go. until okay. they don't do it, go. you say they make it. All right, here's where we're at. We're going to be back. We're going to be more regular now. Um, next show, we're going to talk more about the Red Wing alumni. The season coming up, we'll have a few special guests. Follow us on Twitter, at Red Wing alumni, and you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook at the Detroit Red Wing alumni. Look for Art Regner, at Arthur J. Regner, and look for Eddie Meal at Eddie Meal. I'm Jeff Morton from Pain-Free Life Centers. I'm here with former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosema. Dave, how long did it take before you noticed any benefits from laser therapy? The first day. That's awesome. And how how did you feel? It it gives you a positive attitude. Um, Emotionally, I felt better. Flexibility in my knee, and the most important thing, I felt less pain. And as an athlete, you'd be an authority on pain. I use my body a lot. I do a lot of batting practice at Comerica, and it made my knee flexible, felt stronger, it feels good to me, and the pain was gone. So now you've heard from an authority on pain. So what's your excuse? I challenge you to pick up the phone and start living a better quality of life pain-free. Call 248-879-1100 or go to painfreelifecenters.com. We're so confident in what we do, we're going to give you a free consultation and a free treatment. So Dave, what would you say to somebody suffering from pain? Try it for yourself because it helped me, and I'm sure it's going to help you. PainFreeLifeCenters.com. Do it today. I'm Sam Zott with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on DealsInTheD.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Bad. We need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But DealsInTheD.com is on 24 7 Get there. And that's the end of the second period. And now it's time for Game Day Trivia, brought to you by United Photo Works. Tonight's question, which Detroit-based photography company has worked with the Red Wings alumni? Companies like Ford, Shinola, and our Detroit, and been the exclusive photographers of the Joe Koser Celebrity Softball Series for the past seven years? The answer is United Photo Works. Visit them today at unitedphotoworks.com. Remember, folks, that's unitedphotoworks.com. This is a previously recorded episode of